not everybody should be a leader. I, I don't believe that everybody can be an effective leader. And that's not a, always a popular opinion to have. But there are people that have been either placed or um, appointed themselves into leadership roles that shouldn't be in there because they have these dark tendencies. This is the 2120 Podcast, where each week, two guys take an idea, an experience, or a topic that we're passionate about, and we talk about it with you for 20 minutes. Because there is a dark side, right? You're that leader that, like, I'm the boss. I've worked so hard to get to where I'm at, get out of my way, you know, walking through the back hallway to get to my office. I walk in my office, the door closes. I'm on conference calls, you know, door opens up. I'm off to lunch. You know, I'm back in two hours. You know, I'm on the golf course, you know, because I'm the boss, you know, doing all these things. And that's very overdramatic. And I know that's not, I'm well, I should say it. No, it's not the case. It probably is the case in some, in some places, for sure. you know, you know, or, you know, the, the door is always closed, but there's never anybody in the office. God, where the, where's the boss today? What's he, what's he out doing? Oh, he's probably on the golf course again. You know, he's probably out doing this. He's probably out doing that. I think there is a dark side of, of leadership. I think there are people that get to a point where they've made it and maybe they, they got there doing all the wrong things, you know, stepping on people every day to get taller and look taller in front of the, the, the boss that was ahead of them. And, that propelled them to take the next step or, you know, you know, physically cutting somebody at work to make you look better or, Hey, did you see Joe today? Joe bomb this, you know, and like bringing things to light that instead of helping them, you're, you're adding more fuel to the fire and, you know, Joe's not there anymore. And now you're in Joe, you're in Joe's spot, you know, and slowly working your way up to, you know, the dark side of what, what that is. And, um, you know, as I'm talking about this, like all these villains are like popping into my head, you know, you know, the <laughs> Marvel characters that are just, yeah. they're out, they're out for bad. They're out to, to destroy, they're out to end, end the world and, and do all these things. And I think this is kind of a fun topic because there are times where you you could go down those, those channels, not meaning to, Absolutely. you know, yeah. the power, the power trip, you know, when you're just constantly making things happen and you just, you just don't know you're doing it, but you're just, you're naturally puffing your chest up a little bit more because you're on this, you're on this trip. So I think there's a fine line between the dark side and the good side. And, you know, it's easy to kind of flirt between both, both sides from time to time. But the, the dark side of leadership could be, you know, a lot of things we've, we've talked about in previous podcasts, not being good with constructive feedback, you know, yeah. not being good with, um, the thank yous and the, I appreciate yous and the, the things like the, you know, the customer always says like, it's always the small things that mean the biggest difference. Well, yeah. the, the dark side of leadership could be those small things that throughout the course of you being a leader, because you're just not doing them anymore. Like never saying thank you to an associate takes you one step closer to being on the dark side of leadership. You know, not giving the praise when the praise is deserved is one step closer to you being on the dark side of leadership, delegating a person the task. We talked, you know, last week about, um, you know, giving them the, the things you don't want to do is is a step towards the dark side of of leadership. 
Um, not being around when the crew needs you, when the crew has a question, is pushing you towards that darker side of, of leadership. And you, know, you could easily take a dry erase board and just start writing these out. And literally within five minutes, the entire board would be full of all the dark stuff. And you go, okay, we can't do any of this. We need to be on this other side and here's how we're going to do it. But there are times where you are pushed to the dark side. Even the best leaders dip their toe in the dark side because it, oh, just, yeah. it just happens. Yeah, it, it does. It's easy. It's, I, I say it this way when I'm working with clients. I say it's sneaky, right? Some people covet a leadership role because of stature or status, um, visibility, prominence. They've sought it out of a desire to earn more, to have the corner office, to look more important, and to stroke their ego. And when you find a leader who, who is like that, they are nearly impossible to work for. They don't develop leaders. They, they want followers. Um, in my past, I had a boss and he joked. I got it, you know, but it still revealed something to me. It was at the time when, um, you know, the, the Minions movies were out and, and he, uh, he would put his hands together and do the evil laugh and he would talk about us being his Minions and we laughed. But at the same time, it did kind of tell me something, you know, that stuck with me. People that want to, uh, to have a leadership role, I think the question is, is do you feel called to leadership? Because if, if you aren't called to it and you don't see the sacrifice that it's going to be, you only see it as a power spot, you are going to fail as a leader. And what I mean by that is um, not everybody should be a leader. I, I don't believe that everybody can be an effective leader. And that's not a, always a popular opinion to have, but there are people that have been either placed or um, appointed themselves into leadership roles that shouldn't be in there because they have these dark tendencies. When you are put into a leadership role and you see it as a sacrifice and serving, you know, the best leaders are going to, when their team is successful, the best leader is going to put all the credit to the team. Hey, my crew was awesome. They did the work. They just give away all of that recognition and appreciation to them because that's what the best leaders do. That drives engagement. That drives people's willingness to go to battle and do the hard stuff. At the same time, the best leader, when things don't go well, has to take ownership for it, right? If it didn't work out the way we wanted to, I'm not going to throw the team under the bus. I got to take ownership of that. That was a I missed the mark somehow in that. And so this just comes back to me reinforcing that you have to see leadership as more of a sacrifice and not this ego power trip. Yeah, yeah. I think the a great training meeting for a leadership team would be the dry erase board. You know, to literally sit around the room and go, okay, we are gonna put we're gonna fill this board with the dark side of leadership. And have like get the get the brain thinking of what it what it all does it really truly at the end of the day look like, because you know there are things that you don't necessarily would think like when you think of like the dark side you think of like being dishonest being ruthless being you know all the things that these villains do on it like they 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 tire the you know the beautiful girl up and they put her on the train tracks and the train's gonna run her over you know like they're they're constantly thinking of ways to hurt things. When, like I said earlier, sometimes it's just the small things that we don't think is uh, as us being 
devious or being hurtful or being whatever, but me not telling an associate, thank you, or me not telling an associate, great job is a way of me hurting that associate. Like when, when they deserve recognition and I take the glory, you know, yep, we did a, we did a great job. I'm glad I, I'm glad I hired them. I'm glad I did this. I'm glad I put them in this position. I'm glad that I trained them. I'm glad that I did this. No, I just completely destroyed what they did, you know, and that's, that's the, the, the dark side. It's when, and I, like there's times where I, I do it. I say, I, 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 and it's we, or it's us. And I gotta, I gotta fix that. But that is me kind of navigating towards that dark side a little bit when I know it's, it's not a good thing. I need to, I need to push away from it. But I, I know I don't want to be on the dark side. I know I want to be on the good and, and do, do good because there is more great stuff that comes from the good side. Um, but there's, there's so many little things that could push you to over to that dark side. Well, here's, here's a few that, that I've pinpointed that I do in my training, right? So here, I, I've actually just kind of given them names. Um, uh, it was Craig Rochelle who originally was talking about these. I've adapted it a little bit to be a little bit more busyness focused. But here's the five that, that I've kind of pinpointed. The controller. So the controller is going to be somebody who is going to need to micromanage everything. They want their name attached to it. Give me constant updates. I'm going to hold you accountable in a bad way. And uh, they just have to be, they're so type A that everything has to revolve around them. The second type I like to talk about is the critic. So if I'm over, if I'm the critic, I'm overly critical. So Matt, hey, I'm not even going to recognize all the good stuff you've done. Next time I'm going to say you should have done it this way. And I'm just going to be constantly on you about ways that you could have done better. Um, I mean, well, by the way, in doing that, but, but as a leader, what I have failed to recognize is that I think that criticism is going to help you be better when actually recognizing what you've done well will go further. It's not to say that we can't be critical and give critical feedback. It's just that if that's your only modality, you're missing a huge thing. Talk about the rescuer. That's the other, that's the third one. The rescuer steps in and wants to take over when somebody else is struggling or failing. And it's usually because we didn't give them good expectations. We didn't set expectations around it. And so we, we watch that person struggle. We go, you know what? This is clearly over your head. How about I take that back and I'll delegate a task over here to like swap the time, you know, to try to make the time right. Well, you just create somebody who doesn't feel like they have any uh, value. Like it's very disempowering to do that. The fourth type I talk about is the avoider, right? So you and I've had great conversations on avoiding things like hard conversations. Mm -hmm. And if, if what happens really fast, if you've ever had an avoider leader who won't address the problem, the problem starts to shift and the problem becomes the leader now. It was this other thing that was happening, but now the bigger problem is, is their unwillingness to confront it and do something about it. That actually becomes the bigger problem. And it really unravels fast because your team loses respect. And then the fifth one is the pleaser. And this one is also, I think, really, really sneaky. By the way, all of these are sneaky, but the pleaser is that I think about the person that um, it's, it's kind of related to say the avoider. But it's the pleaser is uh, maybe I'm going to allow you to take on a responsibility uh, because it's going to make you feel good when I know it's not the best fit for you. Therefore, it's not the best fit for the team. Um, 
the pleaser is going to struggle to give honest feedback because I don't want to hurt your feelings. It's, it's again, it's kind of close to the avoider, but I think that the pleaser is um, somebody who just really wants others to feel good all the time. You know, so all of these, they get so dang sneaky and, and it could be driven out of that need for power or it could be driven out of a need that, uh, you know, like an almost like too much humility at times. Like, that's why I like being around strong leaders that can say, hey, you don't realize what's happening right now, but the message that you just had had this effect. Oh, I didn't even see that. Yep. You know, there's those five different characteristics. There's, there's, there's good and bad to both of those. Like, sure. Businesses we need to be critical in business. You know, we need to make sure we have a good finger on the pulse and we, we hold people to high standards. But I think sometimes we, when we're critical, we open it up with a positive. Hey, great, great job on that last sale, but you screwed this up. Right. So like you, you ramp it up there. They feel good. Their chest popped out. You just, you just did what you wanted to do, which is <laughs> say, thank you, say great job. And then the human side turns into with the, but you really suck at this. And then they just, they just lost all that. So the critical needs to be there, but not in the same conversation. Thank Please. you for saying that, man. That Matt, let me, if I can just chime in real quick. Have you ever heard of the feedback sandwich? It's, yep. it's taught a lot, right? I'm going to yep. give you something good so I can tell you something hard and then I'm going to finish it up with something good. It's complete BS because nobody ever remembers the good. It's like, if you just got something you need to tell me, tell me. Yeah. Find the positive, which you have. Hey, great job on that last sale. High five. We're in this world, today's world, you elbow to elbow or whatever that it looks like for you. And you walk away and you're done. And then you make it a point that if there needs to be critical feedback, it comes up later. You're right. You know, you can't squash the good that they just did to offset it with the bad that just happened. Uh, you know, the rescuer, I think of um, people are intentionally trying to be good. So I want to help you as much as I can. And, you know, you're busy doing stuff in, in your position on the floor. So I want to, I want to roll my sleeves up. I'm going to go dig in a little bit. I'm going to help you. Like I'm helping you. I'm rescuing you from this project, right? That's the good. But the bad comes from if I do it too much, too often, you then go, here's the deal. I'm good right now because if I just don't do this, my guy will take care of me. He'll do it for me. And it, 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 it kills what we're trying to do, Yeah, you know? Um, and then I naturally just like, well, I just need to do it because now this is technically his job, but it's not getting done. So I'm going to do it. And it becomes part of my, my daily protocol when it's your responsibility. I just wanted to help you. I wanted to give you a hand, but now you're taking advantage of me. Uh, you know, the, the avoider, there are things that should never be avoided. You know, the tough conversations you walk up and you, you have those conversations and you, you put it out there and it's bad and it, it sucks. Those can't be avoided. You have to take, take those, those head on. But I think there's also times where people need to sink or swim. Mm -hmm. You know, you've given them the feedback, you've given them your undivided attention. You've challenged them. You've pushed them. You've helped them. You've been, you've been there the entire process and they're still not getting it. You have to avoid some of those because they have to fail. You know, it'd be super easy to be that rescuer and just swoop in again and save the day. But you have to avoid that task because you know they, they're not getting what you're putting down. They're not seeing 
that they need to do this. So if you, when you stop doing it and then they look at it and go, oh, that never got done today. I wonder why my boss didn't do it for me. Oh, wait a minute. It's my job because I'm in trouble now because I didn't do it. And, you know, the last but not least, like the pleaser walking around and everything's great. And we're constantly just doing this and we're doing that, but we're doing it in a way that's not genuine. You know, we're, we're not sincere with, with the message. We're just doing it because we think that's what the crew wants. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the pleasers, it's, it's hard to have tough conversations when you're everybody's best friend. You know, when you're, when yeah. you're, you know what, I'll buy you lunch today. I'll take you there. I'll drive you. And you're just, you're constantly finding ways to just to please everybody at the end of the day, they all feel great, but stuff's not getting done. Oh, you know, the other piece of a pleaser too is uh, if that's you, um, it can lead to a lot of pent up frustrations. If, if your whole identity is somehow twisted enough that all you want to do is make other people happy, how do you know what you really want? Like, at what point do you stand up and fight for something that you know to be true, that you know to be honest and right? but you don't, you don't want to be seen as negative. Or, you know, here's the other place too, is if you're sitting around a leadership table, you're having a discussion and you might be the one person that actually sees what's happening. You know, the other five are completely missing. If you're the pleaser, you're not going to do that. You're going to like move into being an avoider at that point and not speak up. You have to be able to, to have a spine. You have to be able to say the hard things And, um, because sometimes it's in those instances, the one voice that speaks up and speaks real truth like that, uh, completely opens the eyes to everybody else and they're just missing it. You know, I think there are people that are true people, pleasers in our world that will do whatever it takes to make sure you're taken care of, that will put the hours in, give you the shirt off their back, give you the last dollar in their pocket because, they see the good and what that does for somebody else. You know, there's the pleaser that three friends, me, you, and, and Steve, or whoever that, that is, and I tell them something. Yeah, you know, the, the pleaser says, yeah, Jim does suck. Like, he's really bad at that, but you're, man, you're great. And then you and Steve are talking. Yeah, Matt does suck at that. Like, <laughs> he wants to please you. He yeah. wants you to feel good, but he's throwing me under the bus. Yeah. And then when I'm talking – to him about you, he throws you under the bus because it makes me feel good. You know, you're, you're playing, you're playing both sides. It's dishonest, uh, isn't it, Matt? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It goes back to, you know, having your opinion and, you know, knowing that you can't please everybody. There's always going to be the right and wrong reason. There's always going to be a different side or a different take on a subject that you can't get a hundred percent of the vote. And, and I mean, look at every election. It's never, well, sometimes I guess when the small communities, they get 100% because they're just the greatest. But in, in large, in large, it's 60-40 split, 50-50, 75-25, whatever that looks like. Because I like what he has to say, but I like what he has to say. And that's what makes our world so good is to be able to have that divided um, thought process that, you know, I think that's some of the things that makes us good is like you have different opinions on things that I have. And you'll say things that go, yeah, you know what, I don't think I agree with that. And that, that's what makes this conversation fun because if you were a people pleaser, Everything that came out of my mouth, Jim would go, man, that is, you're, you're amazing. This is great. Best content I've ever heard of. In, in your mind, you're going, that was the dumbest thing I've ever heard anybody say in my life, but you want to make me feel good. And that happens in business every day. Yeah, you, you do not, as a leader, like if you are in that power trip spot, 
you're probably going to assemble a team of yes men and yes women, aren't you? Yep. Like people that are going to validate you, that are, that are not going to challenge you, that are going to agree with you and tell you that you have it all figured out. You're the best ideas. When all the while, when you're not in the room, they're all going, man, he's a fake. He's a fraud. Like he's an idiot. But when they come back in, you know, to you, they're, they're saying, yep, yep, let's do this. You got it. And that is like, when I said the word dishonest, I hadn't really unpacked it that far. And uh, uh, that is such a dangerous place because we need to have those people that'll, that'll keep us uh, to those standards. Yeah, yeah. I thought it just popped in about the dark side of leadership again and, you know, being able to sway a room. You know, when you have those yes men and yes women, you could pull them aside and pitch your agenda. I need you to support this today in our staff meeting. And it's, it's more than half the room. So no yeah. matter what, like we're, it's going to a vote. Well, here's where we're voting today. And here's how, here's what I need. I need you to say yes to this because yes, boss, I'll follow you anywhere you want to go. And it gets pitched and you go around the room and it's yes, 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 yes. And there's two no's. Well, you just swayed the room all because you had your own agenda. And not only is that dishonest, that's manipulative. Oh, hundred percent. The dark side of leadership. Yeah. So the dark side of leaders, the power trip, they want to control it. They want to, yeah. you know, create and control a narrative. They want to, uh, they want to, they have an agenda. They want people to buy into their agenda and they will do evil and dark things to, 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 to be there. You know, the thing is, is that sounds like it would be a very obvious thing. And I think most people would recognize when that happens. And if that happens in a company, that's why you have turnover. But what we've also identified is, is that there are times when it sneaks in, it creeps in, and we don't realize that we've done it. We don't realize that we are doing something that could be perceived as dishonest or even manipulative. We just think, no, I've got a plan and I need, we need to get this pushed through. We don't have time to debate it when, when in all actuality, maybe that was the best thing. That's where it starts to get sneaky. You know, it's, it, it starts small. You know, I think of like uh, stealing something, you know, you, you stole a candy bar and it was small, but then, then it turned into, it's a pop now. And then it turned into, it's a pop and a candy bar. And that turned into, a, it's a t-shirt. And now you're like knocking off seven 11s and like, it's you're down this dark side of whatever that looks like. It's the same thing in leadership. Like the little things truly snowball into some, some big, some big bad things. If you don't, if you don't watch where, where it's going. So one thing I, I saw a really brilliant leader teach uh, was it, and he had a name for it. I don't remember what it was, but it was basically to say, if you think about a ladder, okay, and on that ladder, the higher that you get on that ladder in terms of title or authority or just, you know, position, right? The higher you get, the more responsibility you have and the less leeway that you get from others. On that same ladder, when you're toward the bottom, you're, it's entry-level position, you're not really in charge of managing a whole lot other than your own work, you get a lot more leeway. But, but you also just don't have as much responsibility either. And so it's a really interesting thing that the higher you get on a, on a ladder, that the expectations arise for you and people will hold you to higher standards because of it. And anytime that you mess up, it's maximized invisibility. When you mess up, when you're on the lower part of that ladder and you mess up, it's like, hey, no big deal. Let's take care of it. But when you're at the top, the scrutiny is just, it's just all over you. Yeah. When you're at the top and there's nobody policing the police, you know, if you, 
you're your own business owner and you are the man or woman in charge of everything, like you can skirt that line between good and evil really, really easy because nobody's holding you accountable and you're, you're driving the business forward and you know, you're, you may, your, your business may be getting results, but like what happens if somebody is policing you and what you're doing and holding you accountable to what you say and what you do? I mean, everybody gets better because of it, you know, and that's the, I know that I don't want to be on the dark side of leadership. I know there's, you know, there are small things that every once in a while you steer close to that, that line of, of dark side. But at the end of the day, it's, it's knowing exactly what that is and, you know, filling your dry erase board with everything that could steer you to that direction. And just knowing that here's, here are the answers to the test. If we just stay away from this, if we do a better job saying thank you, if we do a better job praising people, if we do a better job um, listening and, and, you know, being that, that person, we never will get to the dark side. We'll, we'll stay away from it. You know, at the end of the day in business, you have to decide whether you want to be a villain or you want to be a superhero. And it's super easy to fall into that dark side of that villain because things just happen and it could snowball. So every day in leadership, you have to find ways to, to be a superhero. Hmm. Great place to end, Matt. Thank you for that. Um, great topic today. Uh, so my name is Jim. I'm Matt. We'll catch you next time. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the 2120 podcast. Hey everyone, this is Jim and Matt and I want to ask you for a favor. Many of you have reached out or contacted us directly and told us how much you've enjoyed listening to us take one of our experiences and talk about it with you on this podcast. So here's what we'd like to ask you. If you've gotten something out of these conversations, if you've been entertained or maybe you've learned something valuable that will help you improve or your business improve, then the best way to pay us back is to like this podcast, give us a review and let others know about it. And that will help us fuel our fire to keep going and keep bringing you awesome content. We have some cool ideas. We'll probably share those with you in some upcoming episodes. So until then, just keep doing what you're doing and let others know about this. We hope you have an awesome week. We'll see you next time.